0: Good morning, uh, will you join me in our scripture reading? Um, if you've been with us for a while, we've read this a couple of times in 2021, we will continue to read it a couple of times because uh, we can't get out of it as a staff. So uh, will you join me? Oh, today we're going to read Colossians 1 from, we normally read the NLT, but today we're going to read it out of the message just to get a different um, version of things. So I'm reading out of the message Colossians 1 verses 9 through 17. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will, and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more about how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son He loves so much. The Son who got us out of the pit we are in got rid of the sins we are doomed to keep repeating. We look at this Son and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at the sun and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there he was there before any of it came into existence and he holds it all together right up to this moment. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hi, so we're going to do something a little different today. I have my buddy, Chad Stewart, Associate Pastor of the Year here with us Um, and here's what we're gonna do the last three weeks we've been talking about joining god and the renewal of all things it's um, the vision of our church we've covered so much ground in the last three weeks and so what we thought is maybe a fun way to end this series would be uh, to uh, have a conversation about questions we've heard um, from you all about this series, or, or feedback we've gotten, or, or things we thought, oh gosh, I wish I would have said this, and I left it out, and so um, we just thought maybe a conversation would be the perfect way to end this series, so we're just going to jump right in. Yeah. My um, first question's for you. Um <laughs> Chad preached last week, and it was amazing, and it was about identity and one of the things that you said um, Was that I loved Is that um, You hit on the idea That we Were Sinners Saved by grace mm-hmm. And we are Children of the king And living out of our identity That we are We don't identify as sinners We as- identify as sons And um, And I thought you covered it amazing But As I was sitting there I thought You talk about confession And repentance And he doesn't just talk about it Chad does confession And repentance uh, Like few other people In my life And uh, he's someone that I learned from about how to confess and how to repent and how how to do those things and so my question for you is okay you talked about this but I also know you as someone confessing and repenting regularly how does that play out in your life can you expand on it
1: yeah it's not easy like (laughs) it's a real humbling thing to do but um Going back to the sermon, the first thing that we have to do, we have to settle the truth of who we are. If we are sons and daughters in Jesus, if if what Colossians says is true, that we're holy and blameless without a single fault in his sight, we, we have to start there. Um, because if we don't, then... Um, then um, we'll come as someone who has to earn to be accepted and earn God's love and earn God's forgiveness when in the cross it says God has paid for our sins and that we are forgiven. We just have to receive it. And so typically um, I'll position myself and make sure I know who I am and I'm coming from a place of sonship or or, or identity in Jesus in that way. The second way, and the second thing about it is... Um, Repentance to me often looks like just being honest with God. Whenever I'm convicted by Jesus about a sin or something I said or how I may have reacted to a question asked um, to someone else, um, I always feel that conviction. And I always stop and say, this isn't my identity as someone who did this. I'm a son. I'm a child of God. Um, but I'm feeling conviction. I'm God-conscious. I know that I have sinned, and God's convicted my heart. So basically, I just say something like, Jesus, I love you. Um, I thank you, God, that my heart's alive, because if my heart wasn't alive, um, I wouldn't feel conviction. I probably wouldn't care that I sinned against God or anyone else, but God has made my heart alive. I'm growing in Him. He's convicting me that I'm not living up to the identity that God's given me and what He created me to be. And I just, honestly, first, I just... Jesus, thank you for giving me a new heart. Thank you for um, making me holy and blameless in your sight. Father, um, I repent of um, saying this to this person or my attitude towards my wife or Jesus. um, I just repent of this sin, Lord, that I've struggled with. And God, you're growing me. You're making me better. And I thank you for that. But Father, I want to repent of this. And Father, I thank you for your forgiveness. Um, and here's the deal. Most of the time we ask God, God, please forgive me. And we leave a question mark what God has already settled in the cross that he bought forgiveness for us. But I move into it. I confess it. And I make it relationship. I talk with Jesus. I don't make it a method of if I say this, this, and this, my sins are repented, and I have, to have no relationship with Jesus. No, I go to Jesus in relationship. And, and, and Aaron McCarter said this to me like, whenever I first came to the vineyard then I loved it because in the sermon I talked about same and same that I had and he looked at me and says, Chad, if you go into a room and repent and you come out still feeling as worse as you entered about yourself and still stuck in same, you're not repenting correct mm-hmm. Re- and that repentance is a change of our mind mm-hmm. that we're just turning it's missing the mark is what Todd Hunter would say. It's just that we missed the mark and and we just repent of it we give it to Jesus. We do anything He asks of us. I know I've had to come to Lindsay and be like, I'm sorry in that meeting I got like really <laughs> passionate about this and um, I didn't respect your authority in that moment or anything like that. And, and it's easier to go make amends if my sin is not over my identity. I'm loved by Jesus and I'm just called to go ask for forgiveness. That's still hard, right? But it's, it's easier when, whenever your identity is settled. And one thing I want to talk about real quick is, in that sermon, I talked about the experience I had with the Holy Spirit coming, and it was a physical where the Holy Spirit came on me. And um, I know when we hear stories like that, that um, people will be like, well, Chad, I went home and I prayed. I did exactly what you did. (laughs) Nothing happened. So I don't believe it's real. I don't... um, Um, or maybe like it's good for you but I don't know if it's possible for me yes or Jesus loves you but he doesn't (laughs) love me and I can and I was driving down the road on Tuesday and Jesus was like hey I want you to clear this up is um I went like eight years of ten years of being being a Christian not having anything like that happen right um And so our goal is never the experience. The experience doesn't mean we have the fruit of what we ask from Jesus, the relationship does. Mm. And we allow Jesus to give an experience or we allow Jesus just to move us into that reality of what we ask for without an experience. And most of my life, it's that. I've moved into what I've asked for from Jesus and the Holy Spirit has grown me and matured me without a physical um, manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and like I would say to you, if, if you're troubled about that like, um, and, and you want that, like, just position your heart in Jesus. It's your identity of who you are. Um, trust Jesus to work it out without any physical thing, but also um, be open if Jesus wants to. It's not a bad thing to want. It's just never the end goal. It's mm. the fruit of relationship with Jesus. I love that. Yeah.
0: My favorite part was the heart of life part. The heart alive. Yeah, I love it. Well, if you think of the fall being what broke our perfect peace and relationship with God, each other, and Earth, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about for a few weeks, then it's like if we are living out of the heart alive, we're living out of the idea that God has perfected that shalom, yeah. and that that relationship is completely made whole through mm-hmm. redemption and renewal. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, we've had more people ask us some questions, and the second question we have is for both of us, but first, Mm -hmm. Lindsay, because she's awesome. Um, Lindsay, what does creation, fall, redemption, and renewal look like for our church in particular?
0: Uh, Okay, so the the last couple of weeks we've talked about uh, the idea that the whole story of the scriptures is creation, fall, redemption, and renewal. It's a four part story, not just a two part story, and how we feel like the evangelical church has told a really good two part story, but we want to tell a four-part story. And so um, I've thought a lot about this, about how this plays out in our church. Um, I think it does in loads of ways. I think uh, the vision of our church is joining on the renewal of all things. And so I think the way it plays out is that we want to be a church um, that believes that God is in the business of renewal, but also believes that we have been invited to join in that that we believe is true and that we've been invited to join in it. Um, and so I think that the the way that that happens, like we want to flourish as a church and we want to bring about flourishing as a church. Um, and that happens by partnering with what Jesus has given us now. Like, us, us, yeah. <laughs> uh, our gifts, our, our purposes, things like that. And, um, and, and our place, you know, our place in Blount County, in Alcoa, in East Blount County, in Blount County, our church is, uh, I think, 12 minutes from downtown Knoxville and 15 minutes from North Shore. Our, our, our place is, is we have sort of a wide circle of where uh, we do these things. One, one way that we do it is we want to partner with other organizations. We don't uh, believe as a church that joining God in the renewal of all things means that we have to create all these different things. Uh, we believe in looking at what God's doing in our community and joining what He's doing in that our community and abroad. Here are some ways I'm going to list these uh, rather quickly. That uh, organizations that we partner with. One missions-wise, we're in Africa and Haiti. In Haiti, we uh, partner. with, We have an uh, orphanage called the Freedom House. There's a medical clinic that we partner with our, with our friends the Abercrombies um, locally. We partner with some incredible organizations. And here's what we mean by partner. We mean that we we help fund things when, when they need funding. We volunteer when they need volunteers. Yeah. We... Uh, championing them, like, we think these are awesome all over uh, the county. So here's some. I don't want to leave anyone off. Isaiah 117 House, uh, the in-between uh, for foster care, Young Life and Yoke to high school and middle school kids, uh, The Cross, which is a ministry to uh, sorority and fraternity kids at UT, uh, FCA to athletes all over our county, um, Raising a Voice, a ministry that uh, uh, addresses sex trafficking in the greater Knoxville area, but also abroad, um, through uh Likewise is their coffee shop that we've talked about. Um, we partner with schools, uh, the Family Resource Center, um, Outreach International, a new organization that's coming called All Are Worthy that has asked us to be on the ground level of their planning and prepping. Um, yeah, so we, we join with what people are doing. Um, another thing for us is um, we join where we are. And for us, that is in an, a middle school auditorium. And our hope is, and our vision is, um, we, we've been saying this, is that we're trying to figure out what it looks like our church looks like uh, post-pandemic. It feels like a rebuilding time for us. Like I said, we want to be—we um, deeply want to be a church uh, that, that flourishing flows out of. We want to flourish at a church, and flourishing flows out of us. And so we would love a space that was—maybe uh, brought more flourishing to the community. Uh, we've said for a while that we would love to have a building. Um, we really would love to have a building. Um, and, and here's kind of the update there. We've looked at something recently that we really loved that— what we loved. It had some things like, you know, it it was a little outside the radius, really, you know, just some things, but it also was twice as much as we could afford. And so I went to the financial board and I said, where are we? Like, what's our budget? What, you know, what's all that stuff? And, um, and they had a really great answer to us. Um, we have, they were praising us for how amazing we've done at saving. Um, but we have a little bit of a cash flow problem. So essentially they are like, you can afford to buy a building, um, but you'll struggle to afford to keep a building. And so part of our vision and our flourishing looks like how do we raise uh, the money coming in so that we can afford a mortgage or afford rent or things like that and Mm so um, so those are some sort of practical ways it's kind of a flyover if you have more questions about stuff like that please please ask us do you have anything to add
1: Yeah, no, the only thing that I love about that vision and the vision that you talked about in that sermon is when we're a church and we're going out into our community looking to bring renewal to everyone, every day, everywhere, and as a church and all these organizations is that when we go out to the community and they see the love of Jesus and they see us out there serving, they're going to want to come and see what we have on a Sunday. And that's where we invite the community in, right? Because we send the church out and we invite the community in. And one of those things is being ready for when the community comes into church. The love of Jesus that we show outside the church, we want them to feel the moment they walk through the doors of our church before, like, like, and church and people who come to our church look online, they see that we start at 10 a.m. And so they're coming early and they're being greeted early and our, our music team is getting done about 15 minutes early to help w- welcome them and we're growing volunteers to have you guys come in and welcome these people and like the most awesome thing is i'm jazzed to get there early and pray i'm jazzed to get there early in the watts and to love our community as they come through our doors we want to be known as a church that loves our community not only outside of it We want to love them inside of our church too. Um, We want to be a a community that's reaching the community and that's renewing everything. And one of the best ways we do that is just whenever they show up on a Sunday morning. Um, Because if we don't do that well, then we're missing opportunities to join God in the renewal of our community because they're coming in and they're seeing a church that's not ready. Um, um, Ever since I came, it was my goal. We want to start at 10 a.m. And... (laughs) I felt like we were getting there pre-COVID and now we're back <laughs> we're back and we're trying to get back there to where to to where we're starting at ten AM so our guests aren't showing up early and then having to wait fifteen minutes over or ten minutes and be like, Oh no, this is awkward. They said they started at ten, but they're going to start late and so we're trying to get back there. But I'm just super excited of reaching out to our community and then being able to love them within the confines of where we meet super excited about that um so one ne- more thing on
0: that oh. all of the like community classes and core the things that we offer for kids and adults um all of that we um go through joining on the renewal of all things that is one of our mindsets for every single thing that we do okay next
1: mm-hmm. question yeah next question is for Lindsay and it's why does renewal matter guys this is good why does renewal matter if everything is just going to be renewed when Jesus returns anyway? What is the point?
0: I love this question. It's a really good one. Here's what it made me think of. Um, uh, do you know who Marie Kondo is? Do you know who Marie Kondo is? Okay, know. she's she's a cleaning lady on Netflix. You can check her out. But uh, basically when I fold laundry, I fold my clothes in this Marie Kondo method and Huck's clothes in this Marie Kondo method. And then Daniel helps out with the laundry and then he folds my clothes and then I undo everything that he does and then I refold them in the way that I want them done. And I think that that's what this question is hinting at. If God's just going to refold the clothes anyway, what's the point in us showing up and doing the work of renewal? So um, I'm going to steal from N.T. Wright who is Uh, far more brilliant than I am Uh, and and a theologian and scholar. We lean on a lot at Springbrook, Uh, but essentially here's my answer. Uh, If we believe that God will renew all things in the end, uh, then in my opinion, we can't help but be part of that renewal now. We can't help but do justice. We can't help but love mercy. We can't help but be a part of beauty and bringing about beauty and flourishing in the world. Now, we, we uh, can't help but spot entropy and disorder. Uh, entropy is what we talked about a few weeks ago, the process of things coming out of order. That's the result of the fall, that we spot it, and then we be part of order. And here's why. Because uh, it makes no sense to preach redemption and renewal if we're not actively participating in it. Because the world is watching. Because if we believe that Jesus is the great hope of the world, and then we uh, live as if this whole thing is going to blow up, or as if He's just going to refold all the laundry anyway, uh, then then it makes no sense to preach about redemption and renewal. Um, if if we believe that Jesus has done the most beautiful thing imaginable in the cross, uh, then it is uh, our job to continue that, to foster beauty, to uh, bring order, to foster flourishing i think we we have to be a part of things like beauty and justice and the work of renewal um i want to read a a quote from Minty Wright. it's very long so it's going to be in the notes section (laughs) if you uh want to follow along but it's so good and i couldn't cut it so uh, here's what he says he says if the church is colluding with ugliness essentially if the church is just kind of looking away at the disorder uh, and entropy all over the world, if the church is colluding with ugliness, if the church is not recognizing, celebrating, and giving opportunities for the many artistic gifts of its members, then we should not be surprised if people find it hard to believe us when we speak of the way Jesus' resurrection has launched a new world in which creation itself is being renewed and will be renewed until the earth is filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the seas. That is the goal. Justice and beauty point the way. They point the way to Jesus. By the power of the Spirit, our calling is to be resurrection people looking back to Jesus himself and under his guidance and commission bringing uh, true signs of renewal into this creation today and every day. Uh, One last thing, Jesus knew that that the cross was coming and he knew that the resurrection was coming and he knows when the renewal of all things is coming, when the kingdom comes in full. And yet, while he was on the earth pre-cross, he did all of the things. He healed Mm -hmm. the sick. He cast out the devils. He fed the hungry. He did the work of renewal, even though he knows that the full work of renewal is coming. Uh, We talked about it in the Great Commission, Acts 1-8. As he leaves, he says, and now you go do the same thing. So why do we do it? It points to Jesus, and he told us to.
1: Does that cover it? I don't know. I'm pumped up about that. (laughs) Okay. Next question. So, Next question that we have is, I can get into joining God and into the renewal of the earth and the world and others, but what about the renewal of me?
0: I've heard this so many times since we started this series. Um, I love it. It's it's phrased kind of in different ways, but essentially this. Uh, I can believe in God renewing the world, but how do I believe in His renewing work in me? And I, I my first answer to that question is me too, <laughs> me too. Like the idea, I can, I can get behind. I, I it's. Uh, Aaron said that Chad needed pom poms last week because he was like firing us all up. I can get there. I can get fired up. I can get fired up about justice and beauty and things like that. But the idea that that's happening inside me is a harder concept for some of us. Um, and so my thought here is this: How do we capitalize on what we have? Um, uh, how do we capitalize on what we have, like what we have at our disposal? And here's what I think: this, the answer to this question is why uh, groups matter. Mm-hmm. It's why spiritual friendships matter. It's why pastors matter. It's because uh, we, when we surround ourselves with people in our lives who have eyes to see renewal, eyes to see flourishing, mm-hmm. then that allows them to see that in us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really hard. Uh, I was thinking about this in my house. Like, if I have a leak in my house, and I'm like, where is that coming from? Uh, and I'm just always trying to fix it from the inside. Sometimes it takes going outside of my house, climbing up on the roof, and looking in. And I think that's what um, community does for us. That's what spiritual friendships does for us. That's what pastors do for us. Like, Our great joy would be to sit with you and, and say, here's how we see uh, the work of renewal working its way out in your life. Here's how we see this in action in you Uh, this is I talk about going to counseling all the time part of the reason I show up all the time is I feel like part of what I pay Marla for is that she's saying you think you're here but I saw you when you were here and look where you are over here um, this is okay. what we do for each other. Is like yeah. uh, you, you're, you're encouraging. If I, I thought I blew a sermon recently, and then Chad on the stage in person was like, this was one of the best sermons I heard Lindsay preach. And out loud, I was like, oh, it was because sometimes it takes people outside of us to speak what's going on inside of us. Yeah. And my second answer there is, um, ask Jesus. If you don't have that community, you don't have those spiritual friendships, you don't feel comfortable reaching out to us, um, then ask Jesus. And I think he'll show you. He'll show you uh, what he's doing um, to put things back together, What he's, ways you have recovered and ways you are recovering um, from that entropy. Yeah. Do you want to add anything?
1: No, that's perfect. OK. Love it. OK, last question. Are there any resources in which we can do more research on the things we talked about?
0: We love resources. Yeah, we love it. We very much love resources here. We both have some. We've got a few here in front of us. I think if you've never read this, this is like my number one resource, not just on this, but um, I love this book. It's uh, some heavy hitting in places, uh, but it's N.T. Wright, Surprised by Hope. I think it's fantastic. This one's yours.
1: Yeah, and so this is by Pete Hughes, an Anglican pastor in <laughs> London, And he has all things new where basically he's talking about the same story that Lindsay talked about and the creation, the fall, the redemption and renewal. And guys, he goes very deep into that process and he leads us through through that. If you want something that really goes close to what Lindsay has talked about in her two sermons, this book would be a great grab.
0: Um, Another one I use this a lot when I was writing these sermons it's called Garden City by John Mark Comer Uh, get anything John Mark Comer writes he's pretty awesome Um, and it's fantastic it's about new creation and original creation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Um, also all these will be in the notes section too and will be on our social media this week you can get them all on Amazon. We have two more that we um, couldn't get in time for this recording. One is called Christianity Beyond Belief by Todd Hunter. Uh, we love, love, love Todd Hunter. He was uh, over the vineyard for a while and um, now is an Anglican bishop. Um,
1: yeah, and you have one more. the last one is specifically on identity, and it mentions the story that Lindsay preached. It's called Live Like Jesus, Discover the Power and Impact of Your True Identity by a Vineyard Guy, Putty Putnam. Um, I can barely say that. Putty putty. <laughs> and um, he's a vineyard pastor and like his like lead pastor is one of Lindsay's um the mentor. She's Lindsay's mentor, so check out that book.
0: Okay, so we are still going to take a breath for all today, and here's how I hope that you will use the time. Um, here's the truth. We just gave you, like, I don't know, 800, 900 pages worth of books that, uh, on this idea. And here's what I mean. Don't, like, go. There's no pressure to read 900 pages worth of books. Um, my point in that, in saying that is we are all still trying to figure this out. Like we are all actively trying to work out. What does this look like practically in my life? What does it look like to do this work in my square mile of concrete? All of those things, we're all still trying to work this out and figure this out. But the truth is, this is the fun stuff. Like this is, this is the why. This is the 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 exciting stuff that we get to be part of. So I think it's worth figuring out. And so my hope is that um, I'm gonna bless this and pray. Or actually, you. I'm gonna let Chad bless mm-hmm. us in this and favor this. Uh, but here's my questions this week. Would you take some time um, and answer these questions? One is, um, how are you recovering? And renewing. When you look at who you've been and who you are, um, where do you see recovery and renewal in your own life? Um, And that may be more than just a personal thought. That may require asking somebody outside of you, your friends, your family. Uh, Maybe just having the courage to ask, how do you see where do you see renewal in me? Where do you see recovery in me? Um, and then the second question, and this is um, one that Chad and I read this week from um, a guy that we love. And he just asked a simple question. What is the source of your great hope? And so that's my question. What is the source of your great hope? Will you bless us in this? Yeah, And then we'll go to the table together.
1: Yeah, so if, Father, I pray that right now, wherever we're at, that you would show us. Where are we recovering? Where are we being renewed? And then, Jesus, I ask, Lord, that Father, if we lack hope, Jesus, I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, be filled with hope. The second thing, Father, I pray that you would help us settle our hope and that which you would want for us. So, Jesus, we love you, Father. We thank you that you're at work in our hearts, in our church, in our community, and in our world, Father. That right now, in our world, Jesus, You are calling us as a church and everyone who knows you to join you in the renewal and the work of joining God in the renewal of all things. So, Jesus, we love you. We thank you for being faithful. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.